doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me trains and out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. It is NFL Scouting Combine time. So mm-hmm. we've got a tart. We've got a tart. Start, <laughs> start talking about rookies, and we're going to talk about yeah. rookie running backs today. But before we do that, I want to give you guys a little bit of a schedule for this upcoming week because. The combine is here, and yep. we're going to get lots of hype around a lot of these guys. And on Thursday, February 27th, tight ends, quarterbacks, and wide receivers will be on the field for workouts. So we're going to get so many tweets that day, <laughs> so many updates of 40 times and all that stuff that it's going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And some guys you've never heard of are going to do really well, and they're going to jump up your boards and then we're going to make some educated um, guesses on how well right. they could be in the draft. Uh, then Friday, we have our kickers, special teams, offensive linemen, and running backs. Saturday, defensive linemen and linebackers. And on Sunday, defensive backs apparently get to round out the show. So here we are. It is draft season as far as the NFL is concerned. And pretty soon we might be getting some rookie drafts uh, starting up. And um, yeah. uh, I'm not sure. It's it's still way <laughs> too early. But it's we're going to start talking man. about it. And why don't we just start off by talking about a couple of the biggest names for running backs. In this draft, It's it's kind of deep. Um, and depending on landing spots, there could be some really, really intriguing players. And we'll start with DeAndre Swift. He is pretty much a consensus top two back, right. I, yeah. I guess. Um, he's out of Georgia. He He's kind of the total package. Um, he spent time behind Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. Oh, Nick Chubb had a good year last year. Sony Michelle still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. anyway, DeAndre Swift, he wasn't heavily involved in the passing game, but he's more than capable. Yep. So, yep. if he isn't asked too much, he could be a great Nick Chubb-ish type player and then just throw in a little bit once in a while. What have you got? Well, he's compact, but he's got a lot of patience. And that, to me, is big. Uh, because if you see Le'Veon Bell, he's somebody who has got a lot of patience. I'm going to be saying these types of things for these players, like for almost all of them, because we haven't seen one the combine yet. We don't know what team they're on. What we're going off of is is college, what they've done in college. He's got great patience. He's got good vision, quickness. Um, one thing I've noticed is he can really drop his shoulder and power through a lot of tackles. Um one thing that he has done is he's just the fifth running back in school history to post multiple 1000 yard seasons at Georgia. And he, like you said, he hasn't caught the ball a ton, but he's had 73 catches for 666 yards and five touchdowns while at Georgia. Um, and let's remember that that sophomore year, he was banged up quite a bit and I don't think he played very much the last couple games of his junior year. So 
with all that being said, he all these numbers are actually pretty decent um, when you compile them together and you, you realize that he didn't really play all that much in that sophomore year. And so he's definitely a first-round pick in the NFL draft in one, two, maybe three uh, in a regular rookie draft. Again, we're going to find out what the combine and all these things add to it, and we got to know what teams they're going to go to because that makes a big difference. But, uh, yeah, I th- I think we just got to see what plays out with some of these guys and see what happens. And he's definitely at the top of the list, regardless of where he goes, I would assume. Definitely, definitely. I love reading some of these articles uh, right now because people are trying to get clicks and they want you to read what they've got to say before the combine and uh, things of that nature. Uh, One of these guys wrote, Swift is a joy to watch with the ball in his hands and utilizes an array of violent cuts, which he couples with great vision and contact balance to be one of the most electric running backs in this draft class. (laughs) I love that idea of a violent cut. I'm not sure what it is about that, but I can just see... I guess a Barry Sanders type cut, you know, just somebody breaking their ankles going the other way. I mean, that's about as violent as you can get, I guess. That's that's extremely violent. I don't know if we'll ever see another Barry Sanders ever again in our lifetimes. But uh he's got he's got the elusiveness. He has all the tangibles that you need to be in the NFL, and especially as a lead back. So there's no question about it. He's gonna be something something good, but we have to find out all the information first and we're not even there yet, but we're still talking about it, which is great. That's right. But yeah. (laughs) Uh, And before we move on, I just want to reference, I have a uh, rankings here that I'm looking at. uh, And this person actually has Deandre Swift at number three in their rankings. So that's why I said one, two and three, because I've seen all sorts of different rankings and there's, they're everywhere. They are (laughs) everywhere. All right, well, let's move on to somebody who it's it's going to be a little hard to get away from him being <laughs> mad crush. <laughs> because he's from our home state, and yeah. this guy, we've watched him for a couple of years now, and he seems like he's the real deal. But we yeah. have thought that many times before coming out of Wisconsin – Monty Ball, Ron Dane, <laughs> and then we got you know some success stories in James White and Melvin Gordon Melvin. here and there. Um, Jonathan Taylor, this guy yeah. has just been awesome. I mean, as a Wisconsin Badgers fan, we are always hyped up and then disappointed and hyped <laughs> up and disappointed again, but Jonathan Taylor has been a amazingly consistent part of that Badgers team in the last couple of years. I mean, he's the first Badgers running back to rush for 2,000 yards in consecutive seasons, so that's got to say something. And, yes, I know the Badgers always have big, strong, burly offensive linemen that definitely help the running backs cause. But Jonathan Taylor is the man, and I know in our area he's probably going to be going number one overall, almost no matter where he lands because of the home uh, bias. Yeah, it, this is what's weird is I usually get all excited about Wisconsin running backs, <laughs> and I really like him, but I'm going to put him as my number three running back. Wow. <laughs> because, listen, when I first saw him on the field, I was like, I immediately went to you because we were working right next to each other. And I'm just like, this guy is going to be 
amazing. And he wasn't and even the was, starter that year. His, huh? That He was a freshman, right? He was a freshman. And I was just like, this is the best running back we've had in Wisconsin for a long time. And I, we've had a lot of really good running backs. Yes. It, it, he's still been great. I'm not saying he hasn't been, but it's it's it, it really is the Wisconsin running back NFL <laughs> thing that I can't get over. You said Monty Ball, Ron Dane, all these guys that have made has set records and all these things. And James White's been successful, but not like a super successful person. Gordon is kind of up in the air at this point. Yeah. We don't really know what to expect out of him anymore. He had a great first year, first, second, two years. And it's just, uh, I just don't know what to, to feel about Wisconsin running backs anymore. And again, like you said, offensive line, always great. It scares me a little bit to go after Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I mean, Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I should have put in some tool time bumps, shouldn't I? <laughs> oh, well, missed that opportunity. <laughs> But yeah, it does. It, it worries me just a smidge. I still really like it, and obviously, I'd take him if I had the chance. Um, but there's a couple other guys that I'd rather have over him. Obviously, we already talked about Swift. He was one of them, and we can get to the next one later. But yeah, he again, kind of like Swift. He hasn't had a ton of catches, but he did a lot with his catches in this last year. It seemed. Every game I look, oh, he had four touchdowns and two of them were receiving, but he only had those two catches and got touchdowns on both of them, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see um, how he put up his numbers this last season. And if he gets into the right situation, if he falls and gets on a good team, good offensive line, it's going to be amazing to see what he can, he can do because he will be great if he has some help. If he has to do it all himself, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid yep. it'll be Melvin Gordon-ish type numbers, which will be productive, <laughs> be okay, yeah. but it'll be 3.5 yards a carry and 12 touchdowns. So still very fantasy relevant, but it's going to be very frustrating because he's going to need to get 20 carries a game just to get enough yards to be like, all right, at least I got seven points out of him. And if he gets a touchdown, then I'm into that 13 to 15 range, whatever it is, then you're happy. But he could be a very frustrating player, just like most every other Wisconsin running back we have ever come across. (laughs) All right. We can move along. We can stay in the big 10 at least uh, Mm -hmm. and talk about, Oh, and by the way, in the, rankings list that i was looking at jonathan taylor was at number one okay that's fine not saying he's he can't be i'm just i i put him at number three that's just because it's almost an opposite bias like it's like i've got i've had this before so many times i just can't do it like i think he's great i think he's got maybe more talent than all of these people but at number one i just i just i can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what you're saying is if you were in a rookie draft and you had the fourth pick and he happened to fall to you, you'd be happy to have oh, yeah. him there. But if you had the number one pick, you're like, can oh, I really do this? Because I just don't know. Uh, that's like, I would, I'd want to go more safe. I feel like he right. is less safe than the other two people that I put above him. Yeah, we want him to be the guy, but yeah, it's so hard. So many years, so many running backs, and uh, yeah, we're not falling for that one again, and that might come to bite us in the butt. Who knows? It, it probably will because <laughs> that we're doing that. So, 
All right, like I said, we'll stay in the Big Ten. We'll talk about J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. He is ranked number two. So there are top three in the list that I was uh, looking at, and he has been moving up the draft board uh, on that particular rankings. Uh, Ohio State puts out some good running backs. Obviously, Ezekiel Elliott came out of there. Eddie George came out of there. Um, He is uh, perhaps the potentially the first running back to get drafted in this class. I mean, he, he, he's got it. He's got it all. Um, he had 47, uh, receiving yards, 147 rushing yards, uh, when the Buckeyes lost to Clemson. So it's not like it was his fault that they lost, uh, to the Tigers there, but, um, JK Dobbins, there's not a whole lot to dislike about him. Absolutely not. There's a, there's a ton to like about him. Uh, he's the first Ohio state player to, to run for 2000 yards in a single season. Now I know that Wisconsin has done that plenty of times, but that's kind of their motto. Right. And Ohio state is an all around, just a better team. I hate to say it. They're a better team than Wisconsin. <laughs> well, yeah. And so to have somebody hit 2000 yards on that team is a real accomplishment. And quite honestly, he tore up defenses, especially Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't help but watch him. And he's just, he's electric. He is just, outstanding and to me he is the best running back in this draft that's why i got him ranked as number one i got swift at number two and i got uh jonathan taylor at number three he had 6.7 yards per carry the guy's just i don't need to say a whole bunch of stuff you just got to watch some of his film he is amazing i think he's going to translate to the nfl almost instantly and become i don't want to say star because that's really (laughs) pushing it out there but he has every single talent to become a star in the NFL, and I think there's a good possibility of that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he's somebody that will definitely uh, contribute right away. I mean, it might not be uh, 350 carries in a season, but he can definitely contribute, uh, whether it be punching it at the goal line or you know getting some long runs. Right. Um, what did he have like 21 touchdowns on you said 6.7 yards per carry 23 receptions again not a lot of receptions out of these top three guys that we're talking about but they can do it so if they translate into the nfl and they're able to uh, become part of that game again we will have to see how their pass protection is that will tell us how much they're going to be on the field so don't dismiss that when you hear um, anybody commentating during like the combine or the draft and say, well, their pass protection is a little suspect. Well, that means they might not be mm. on the field and they definitely won't be on the field on third down situations because if they can't pass protect, the quarterbacks just they're they're not going to trust them. So we'll right. see. Um, J.K. Dobbins, he is very possibly, you've got him ranked number one. I yeah. have not decided on my rankings yet. I am going to wait just <laughs> a little bit first, longer. I only got the first three set right now. Okay, I done okay. All right. But I will I will say this. I said he's, he tore up Wisconsin, which he did. And we got to remember how good Wisconsin's defense was last year. They were either I really mean, good or really bad. So maybe they, that was just a really bad day. Yeah, I'm telling you, this guy is going to be... <laughs> Really amazing. Wisconsin's defense was really superb almost the entire year. There was a few games, yes, they stunk. But I can't imagine that they weren't trying to play up to their fullest potential against 
Ohio State. Well. So I think that Dobbins is just he's just that good. Yeah. And that's really all I gotta say about it. And just go watch the film. The guy is amazing. All right. Well, let's move on. We can talk about Zach Moss out of Utah. Mm-hmm. Not one of the major college football programs that you usually think about. They have some good seasons here and there. But Zach Moss, he, he, he's he got some good cutting ability, some good patience. He can break tackles. Um, he averaged 3.54 yards after contact in nice. 2019. Again, this is college numbers, so who knows what that will translate to in the NFL. <laughs> um, he posted... Uh, 214 carries for 1,173 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's pretty darn good. And again, 29 catches for 243 yards. So there has not been a running back we've talked about yet that is like the Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey type running back. So hopefully we can get there. (laughs) It's going to be hard to get there. I will say this, if it means anything to his catching ability, he is the cousin of Santana Moss. I don't know if you knew that. But yeah, um, I think it's it's a little bit of a different thing. I've heard some comparisons to him uh, being a Mark Ingram type of player. Sure. And I actually kind of think that is a pretty good comparison. He hits the hole really hard, and he can make the smallest opening and make it a, into a positive yardage gain. And he's just – the difference between him and these other guys that we've talked about is that his school is not well-known. It is not one of them – high profile schools. So he might go somewhat under the radar, but he probably won't because he's, he's done really well. Like you said, you said all the numbers and the the numbers are terrific numbers for a running back, especially out of a small school. But then again, you're saying, okay, he's not playing the best of schools either. So you kind of put that into perspective a little bit, but these schools aren't terrible. They're not horrible schools to go against. So you just got to remember these guys, it, first of all, we don't have any idea what's going to happen. I, I really want to pay close attention to the combine because these these players are going to either stand out or completely fall off the map. But I think Zach Moss has every every opportunity to be the guy um, for any team because he he's got three down ability, uh, three down back ability in this league. And I just want to correct myself. Uh, the numbers that I gave you earlier were from 2017. Uh, so right. while they were good uh, three seasons ago, he took a step back in his middle season. But last year, uh, he had 1,416 rushing yards and 15 touchdowns while putting 28 receptions, 388 yards, and two scores. So he did pick up the pace a little bit in the receiving game. About the same number of catches, but he was getting more yards per catch and actually getting in the end zone. So, Mm -hmm. like you said, he does have uh, three-down ability, and he might be one that slides a little bit, but don't sleep on him. Zach Moss, definitely. He's going to go earlier than what you think i mean it's not gonna you're not gonna get him in the fifth round right of, of course of, your of course, it's not gonna of course. <laughs> and in the list that i'm looking at he was actually the seventh ranked running back which kind of caught me a little off guard i thought he'd be ranked a little higher on there um but it's there's a big cluster there is a huge it's cluster really going to be difficult to rank these people once we actually get to it but I don't, I don't want to go too far in my rankings because we don't know anything about these guys yet. We just know what they've done in college. Right. So it, a lot of these guys, we're going to see what happens. Um, it, 
yeah, it's just it's really difficult to know exactly how these guys are going to be. We don't know what team they're on. I've said that about four four or five times already. Yeah, in somewhere this in podcast. there. <laughs> but it's really important. But here we are. We're talking about the guys that we think are going to stand out because these are the guys that we actually think are going to stand out. It's not just that we think they're just going to go out there and be nothing. We wouldn't talk about them if we didn't think they were going to be something. All right, well, let's move on to the fourth-ranked running back on this list. That is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of LSU. Um, he is one that I have seen up and down a lot of lists and the articles that I'm reading. Uh, the one here, they've got like five or six guys, and then they've got some late-round guys to watch, and he's not anywhere on this list. And I find that funny yeah. because on another list there, he's – they're saying he's arguably the top running back in the country from an eye test perspective. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so how is he so far uh, back and forth between people? I mean, he had 55 catches. So finally we're getting to one of those guys that can right. give you really more points answer. in a PPR. Um, he, he had, what, posted four touchdowns and 77 receiving yards against Alabama. That's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. So why is it that this guy is not ranked higher everywhere? Um, I think it's just the 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 running ability that he doesn't have that superbness as the other three guys. I think that's kind of where people are at. But if you're talking about PPR, he might be one of the most valuable guys depending on where he goes. Like because I've heard comparisons are not comparisons, but I've heard people say this guy could really be a receiver. Because he's got receiver-like hands. He's an exceptional route runner. And I think that's really, really key. He's got really good vision as far as the running back goes. He creates his own lanes. So the guy is good. He's great in open space. Uh, He's really difficult to tackle. I mean, the guy is really good, but I just don't think he is that stellar guy when it comes to the running back position. But like I said, you're talking about catching the ball. The guy's really, really, really good. Now, one thing I, I think the part of it is that his speed isn't superb. I think he's got good speed, but a lot of people that, from what I've read and what I've heard, are saying that he doesn't have the longevity speed, the right. long speed. So he can't break out a huge run. Not 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 that he won't. I'm just saying it can happen more often than not. So that's one one knock on him. There's not a ton to knock on him. Um, he doesn't pass protect really well because he's usually going out for a pass. So just just put it this way. This guy can catch the ball. I, I think he's got some really good value in fantasy football this next year, and I don't have any problems taking him in the top five as of now. We'll see what happens later once we get everything uh, uh, squared away. <laughs> out of all the guys we've talked about so far, I can see this guy maybe not contributing as much as the others in year one. And then all of a sudden, year two, after he picks up an offense and he learns to pass protect better so that he's not just always going out um, trying to catch the ball. But if he has uh, route running ability like Alvin Kamara, I keep bringing that name up because I've watched a lot of film on Kamara and his route running ability. I mean, he just he knows how to shake off a defender and then you turn yeah. around and the guy's six yards off of him just by the little shake that he did. So he, it's not like he has to catch it in stride. Elvin Kamara can get that open space and then turn around and then make another cut 
and yeah. that's where he's getting yards after the catch. So if uh, Hilaire here can do anything close to that, that's when it's going to get him his points in fantasy football. Absolutely. Route running is really key, and I think that's why a lot of people really think that he could be a wide receiver. But, oh man, shoot, if you're route running and you're good running back at the same time, it could be really valuable. Right. All right, let's move to another smaller school-ish. Uh, mm-hmm. Keyshawn Vaughn out of Vanderbilt. He was a redshirt senior, so he's had plenty of time to yes. play in college. Uh, he's had plenty of rushing yards, uh, but nothing he's never had, you know, the Jonathan Taylor uh, lines of numbers. So where do you think he fits in in all this? Well, he's underrated. I really do believe that he's somebody that could go further down the list. Again, it's not in a rookie draft. You're not going to be able to get him in the fifth round unless he goes to a completely terrible spot. Right. <laughs> it would have to be really bad, like behind Christian McCaffrey type of spot. Now, um, he's an all-around running back, so he doesn't really have a ton of weaknesses, but he's not superb at everything. He's really good at everything. Um he can explode through the holes. He's got good bursts. He's got good speed. He fights for every yard. Uh, the guy, this is the biggest thing. This, to me, gets him signed on a team almost instantly. He has never fumbled once in college. Not one time. The guy has glue on his hands. He will not drop that ball. And to me, that is amazing. Um I think that is worth more than people realize, especially when it comes to the NFL draft. Sure. People see that like, man, he's a good runner. He can do pretty much everything we want. He's not superb, but man, he will never put the ball on the ground. I think that's more than what people realize. Um, Now there is one thing he gets frustrated sometimes when the team isn't (laughs) winning and, and it shows. And that's, I think that's, that's another big problem. You, you can f- not fumble all you want, but if you're going to have drama on the sideline, these are the things that get you not playing in football. So I'd like to see him be able to control his emotions a little better, and if he does that, then he can be a real success in the NFL and completely worth having on a fantasy team. It's weird when we see a guy who both works really hard and does what he needs to do, right. takes care of the football. I mean, coaches are going to love him for that, but yep. then they're going to be frustrated if he doesn't take care of that dramatic, oh, why do I even play if we're not even going to win the game? <laughs> you know, if that's what happens, he's going to have a very short career in the NFL, no matter mm-hmm. how talented he is. If he gives up, unless he is Randy Moss, you know, we all saw Randy Moss give up a season here or there, uh, but we all knew the talent was there. We, we've we got to see him come out and help the team win, not just expect yes. everybody else to, well, if we're not winning, then why bother? That's that's <laughs> not good. But yeah. like you said, never fumbled. That is not it's something amazing. you see ever for any reason anymore. I mean, you just the odds are, even if you were amazing at protecting that ball, that somebody's going to come in there and bop a helmet right on the ball where you're, it doesn't matter how whole, how tight you're hanging onto the ball, right. it's still going to get popped out once in a while. So, And it's not like he played one, two years. He played a long time yes, in college. He was a fifth-year senior, so he right. played a lot. I mean, uh, his freshman season, he had 723 yards rushing, 119 yards receiving. 
Um, then he had another year of 157 carries for 1,244 yards, 12 touchdowns, almost eight yards a carry. So the guy is definitely talented enough to uh, make it in the NFL. We'll see if his attitude and his decision-making ability will yeah. allow him to have a nice long career. All right, let's move along, and we can talk about guy named Eno Benjamin. Why don't you start us mm-hmm. off? Well, he's got great burst and the ability to pick up yards after after initial contact, which I think is uh, a big key. When if you get touched, I want to know what you can do after you get touched, because a lot of these guys they can juke through these holes and squirm and squim and do all that stuff, but I want to know what you what happens when you get hit. If you get hit, can you bounce off of that and and get away? And he he has that ability. Uh, he's he set a single season school rushing record, and that's pretty good. Um, obviously, a lot of people have done that these this day and age, but um, there's something to be noted anyway. Um, he's at 146.4 rushing yards per game. That is outstanding. Pretty good. That is outstanding. And he's not a bad pass catcher. He's actually pretty good at that. I think. He has the ability to be a special back in the NFL. Um, he's got every skills to be an every down back. I think this is one of the rare people that could be an every down back. He's got great vision. He's got great balance, and he's got great patience. I think he's actually a better guy than most people might think. Yeah, um, he had a great year when Nikhil Harry was still there at Arizona mm-hmm. State. Uh, he took a step back after Harry got drafted. Uh, he went from where is it, 1,642 rushing yards and 16 touchdowns to just under 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns. So it obviously it helps him to have a good passing game. Uh, if he... Right he'll have to land at a pretty good spot for me to want to take him too high, I think. Right. Um, yeah. But he could be a real good value if he lasts where a team can take him in the third or fourth round in the NFL, and then he'll be hopefully in a better situation to take advantage of um, his positives. Um, he, he's, right. he has the upside of a workhorse, which – that's right. It, it kind of reminds me. Now, obviously, he's not going to be drafted as high, but he kind of reminds me of that Josh Jacobs role, where maybe he's not the most talented guy out there, but if he gets mm-hmm. on a team where he is the clear number one, and he gets fifteen to twenty carries a game, he'll be worth it. And yep, uh, that's where I'm at with Eno Benjamin mm-hmm. out of Arizona State. Uh, what do we got? One more guy, and then we can get to our man crushes. <laughs> uh, the last guy we've got here on the list uh, is A.J. Dillon out of Boston College. This is, again, before our, our favorites of this draft so far. Um, he's a big dude. Uh, yeah. He's been seen kind of like derrick henry um i don't think anybody's gonna look like derrick henry is right now but he's 245 pounds and he has enough speed to be a 300 carry runner like that's insane uh he as a freshman as a freshman 300 carries 1589 yards and 14 touchdowns holy cow what's up with aj Dillon? well i mean he's a great runner uh, when it comes to running the ball, he is amazing. And and if it's, if you're in a standard league, 
he's one of the guys that I, you have to really, really look, look closely at because he can run the ball really, really well. The only problem I have with him is that he's almost inexistent in the passing game. Yeah, almost. And that, to me, is a real big problem. If you're in a PPR league, I'm probably not going to even try for him unless he falls really far. Um, I, I just I, – I can't – I can't – he's the only guy on this <laughs> list that I didn't actually say to myself – Ooh, I really would like to have him. I want him to a certain degree, but I just when it, I'm in almost every league I'm in has some kind of PPR values. Right. I don't do standards anymore because I just prefer PPR. So when it comes to that, I just don't know. And it worries me quite a bit to not have somebody who is able to catch the ball um, at a consistent rate. Now, if something changes the NFL and they're able to get him to be that type of back, then he's probably going to be worth uh, a, a really good high pick at that point, but I can't foresee that right now. I, I like him as, as a great runner. He is really, he's a really good runner. As far as fantasy football goes, it's going to be hard to, uh, to go out there and, and grab him when he can't catch the ball as well as most of the other guys. Yep. Uh, he had zero catches his freshman year, eight the next and 13 mm. the next. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's yeah. not going to be good unless you're in a standard league, unless he can get 1500 yards rushing in the NFL, then he's going to be a first round running back eventually, uh, in any league, but yeah, do not yeah. count yeah. on him in the passing game. He's a big dude. I mean, if he can put up stretches like Derrick Henry has, then Hey, oh, yeah. you don't need to Absolutely. catch the ball, but that is all she wrote for AJ Dillon. Now, man crush. Who's your man crush? Well, it's interesting. It's not somebody who I think is going to be the best running back in the draft. Um, like I think Dobbins is, but Michael P. Ryan, um, he should have honestly went into the draft last year because Florida's running game got worse this year. But he he came back to Florida, and he had a down year. Now, he didn't really have a down year as far as talent, but uh, when, teams running, when a team's running game takes a step back, it reflects negatively on the main guy. Of and course. He the main guy. So uh, when Florida run the, ran the ball 60% of their plays in 2018 – they averaged 213 yards per game, which is really good. Now, last year in 2019, they only averaged 130 yards per game during that situation. So it's a big, big difference. No, however, this is this is where he becomes my man crush. In the Orange Bowl, in the Orange Bowl <laughs> last year, the Gators could not pass the ball worth anything. It was really bad. Um, so they leaned on P. Ryan a lot. And he stood out big time. He had 138 yards rushing, two touchdowns, five receptions, 43 yards, and a score receiving as well. I mean, the guy was really good in that game. And he was named the MVP of the Orange Bowl, which says it says a lot to me. Um, so there's a there's a big chance that he could get overlooked by some people. And if that's the case, thank you. Yeah, I'll sure. snag him up right now. <laughs> he is my man crush. I think he can really provide a lot of spark in the NFL. Now, here's where people are probably 
going to overlook whether they're right or wrong. Uh, he has the last name Pirine. We've had another Pirine <laughs> in the NFL that did absolutely nothing. And his stats, there's not a lot of stats to look at. It's not flashy like Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, or even right. Clyde uh, Edwards-Hilaire. But he does have the talent. So, again, it's going to be a situation where if he goes to the right spot, he will shine. But if he ends up in a place that has a bad offensive line or they have a quarterback oh, yeah. carousel going on, yeah, it's going to be hard to get anything out of him fantasy-wise because I don't think he's ever going to be a 20-carry-per-game back like a lot <laughs> of people crushes, like. Man crushes are subject to change. Yes, they are very, <laughs> very subject to change. So without further ado... <laughs> My man crush, same state, different school, Cam Akers. Yeah. This guy just is, I, I, it's hard to even know where to start with this guy. I mean, you asked me, are you sure he's not going to be a quarterback? Well, that tells you right there that this guy has some insane natural ability at doing a lot of things on the field. I mean, Maybe it's going to be um, another Ronnie Brown situation where he's a great running back and he's going to be in the Wildcat a lot. There's going to be trick plays. I mean, there's a lot of trick plays going on in the NFL, those jet sweeps that turn into reverses, that turn into passes. This is a guy that can give you so many different things. And, of course, he's out of Florida State, so I'm a little biased. Anybody that <laughs> listens knows I do have a little bit of a, a bias towards Florida State. But this guy, has, has he has great, just behind a terrible yeah. offensive line. This is why I like him so much right now. He had one of the worst offensive lines that I've ever seen Florida State have. And he still averaged five yards a carry for 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns and 30 catches and 225 yards and four touchdowns there. So he's going to be somebody that gets taken very high just because of the possibilities. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, he is, I mean, I'm gushing here. This is why he's my <laughs> man crush. Uh, he, he's fast. I mean, he can bust out a long run. He's got good vision. He can run over a tackler or two. He might be the guy that has the best rookie year out of them. I don't know that he'll have the best career out of these running backs. I might agree with that one. That's actually a pretty good, uh, uh, what's the word for it? <laughs> it's a good way to describe him as a whole. Now he's extremely elusive. Uh, if there's only one thing that anybody has really said, that's a bad thing about him is he doesn't really have the burst to give you that really long run. Um, but he's really good. He's really elusive, big legs, uh, finishes strong, strong. Um, the, the reason I brought up the whole quarterback thing is because he is really athletic. I mean, the guy is, he's really, really, really athletic. And I think obviously he's not going to be a quarterback, but uh, and he's more suited to be a running back, but then the guy has so much talent. So, I mean, if you want to make him a quarterback and you've really thought that this could work for you, maybe they do it. Maybe they consider that because Lamar Jackson took the league by storm last year. And it, it's, 
people are seeing, oh man, this could be something we can use. Now, I don't know whether or not he wants to be a quarterback, so he probably won't be anyway. Sure, no. But I would imagine they use him in that situation uh, once or twice a game or something around that, depending on where he goes. I don't know what the plan is going to be there. The guy's extremely athletic, and I mean, that's really what you want on your team. You want athletes. Well, I'm going to say one more time, Cam Akers going to be a very good instant player because, like I alluded to before, terrible offensive line. He had to mm-hmm. make up for that. He had to help with that terrible offensive line. So he's already had a couple of years to make sure that he is good in every phase of the game. So he's going to be on the field and he's going to be involved. And I I guess I don't know what else to say because he's who <laughs> I'm targeting, but I never end up with a high enough pick to get who I'm targeting. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, 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 Neither one of us really ever do, but yeah. If, if I did have a high enough pick, yes, of course. No, of course, of course. So, well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, the first episode of the 2020 draft season after next week, we will have more numbers because we'll get to talk about the combine Thursday, right, Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, mostly Thursday and Friday for you fantasy football players out there because that's when all the offensive guys get on the field and we get to talk about 40 times and we get to talk about arm strength and we get to talk about all sorts of stuff, lifting <laughs> and jumping and, you know, all the important stats that mean everything, right? I mean, is if somebody has yes, a 40 time that's course. good, they're going to be amazing in the NFL, right? That works out every time. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you're the there fastest we go. guy in the field, you're the best ever. Yes. John Ross is the best wide receiver in the NFL. <laughs> hands down. All right, that's enough. Uh <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh don't forget to check out some audio dramas if you're into that stuff. The Veiled Monarch, The Veiled West, and soon coming around, I believe it's April seventh, We Be Pirates. It's going to be good. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're on Twitch, uh, this will be on YouTube as well. So, yeah, uh, don't forget to stay fueled up during draft season. <laughs>